This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Despite all the government aid given to farmers to compensate for trade and pandemic losses, there is still some segment of ag industries where producers fail financially. The previous round of bankruptcies came from the dairy industry, as it experienced a structural shakeout not too dissimilar to what the hog industry went through before it. The dairy industry took a lot of government money to stabilize. What farm subsidies do is control or limit the number of those failing so that it doesn't disrupt the nation's cheap food policy. It has since been the grain and soy producers that have been sorted out with a protracted multi-year squeeze of their margins. Every once in a while, farmers have to make some real money to be able to get through hard times. The recent ag recession for farmers did not reach the levels of stress created by the ag depression of the 1980s, in part because of the subsidy support structure created as a result of that ag depression. ACHCCC checks to farmers and low interest rates made the difference. Despite that, not everyone survives protracted periods of negative profitability. That takes equity. Iowa farm bankruptcies have reportedly risen to a decade-long high. I know that puzzles some given profitable grain prices, but many farmers went over the edge before being rescued. Those high prices are still mostly headlines and not enough to be taken to the bank yet. They had not made any money for over three years as it refinanced to the limit. Farm aid was not enough to fill in the hole from depressed revenue. Low interest rates were not enough to generate profits given low prices for grain. Some who were short of working capital cut back on crop insurance coverage in order to save money. And then along came the derecho and destroyed their crops. The late season drought lowered yields too. Others had hogs and cattle ready to market. And then the packing plants closed with the pandemic. And then when the packers took their livestock, they bid down hard and producers had no option other than to take the losses or euthanize. They're still waiting for government aid for the latter. It was not a good year. Then when prices began to rebound, farmers needing cash flow sold soybeans off the combine before grain markets soared. USDA did not tell them how poor 2020 yields were or how much China would buy until after they had sold. It makes little difference how high prices go when you have nothing to sell. I warned farmers of that last fall. I thought it worth borrowing money to be able to store grain. Variables for farm financial outcomes last year varied greatly. The amount of operating cash, local agronomic conditions, and the types of contracts that livestock revenue were based upon determined the cash flow pressure that farmers were under. Bankers were ready to pull the plug on operations that had not shown profits for multiple years. Imagine, however, if livestock and grain prices had not recovered. Now that grain, soy, wheat, and cotton prices are all profitable, farmers who have survived can cash in, right? Good luck with that. 2021 should be a better year, but it is also a linear year with all the production risks that that brings with it. There was a drought in farm revenue, and many farmers who are the thirstiest have not gotten a drink yet. While cash flows have improved, they need to cash in before the balance sheets are repaired. There are many farmers who are still on the brink where their financial future is in doubt. They talk about wealth disparity in the United States. The same chasm exists between farmers, too. In fact, it is just as wide or wider than for the country in general between farmers in the ag sector. 
Those that could buy land while operations were unprofitable from being deep in equity are the opposite of bankrupt. There are enough of them to get John Deere's hopes up. The farmland market held up markedly well during the ag recession, as there is a segment of farmers with historical equity. The ag bankers had learned one major lesson from the ag depression of the 1980s, and that was not to let the farmland market become overleveraged. Weakness in farmland values never threatened the equity in farmland. Now that prospects or operational profits have improved, farmland values have firmed again. What seemed like a high price for farmland a year ago at this time isn't so extended today. Pruning crops in the bend last fall was part of my overview of the farm outlook. If you waited for USDA to give you the bullish news that crop yields were poor and China was buying, you were late to the opportunity. Much of the profitability would have been missed. I commented that you had to have an inventory to benefit from higher prices. One of our objectives is to move farmers upward to mobility on the wealth ladder. Some of it is not fair and it can take a lifetime to accomplish. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on market opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.